mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, welcome to this odd and shortened version of church on a Sunday morning. We're delighted you're here. We're delighted that all creatures are great and small are here. Uh, and we won't be in here for very long. More about how to get out of here in just a moment. When I was a little kid, I loved St. Francis Day. I got to bring my dog and my lizards and my hamsters to church. My mom, loving parent that she was, made me pick from among our mini pets. We could only bring the dog and one other creature, and that was difficult for an eight-year-old. But for whatever reason, mammals always got my preference. I don't know why. I just loved getting my my pets to the church for a blessing. I know that there are some kids at Holy Communion that are looking forward to having their pets blessed. Um, They're glad to have their pets at church here today. So I'm okay with leaning into this strange tradition. And sometimes God hides the truth from those of us who think we are clever and reveals it to those who are children or childlike. I'm okay with letting the animals come walking down the aisle one Sunday a year. After all, it's probably not the strangest thing we do around this church. (laughs) As I lean into this blessing liturgy, I find real comfort in the idea. We will be blessing the animals that are a blessing to us this morning. We will be thanking God for giving animals into our care and us into their care. Have you ever seen the bumper sticker, the one that goes like this? I want to be the person that my dog thinks I am. (laughs) There's a certain reassurance to owning an animal. Animals look to us for comfort, for an ear scratch, probably most of all for food. I know that's true of my dog. We can be cynical and believe that's all our animals want for us, but I think there's something more. And sometimes you'll hear Christians arguing that animals don't have souls. Well. Why not? Don't they? I've said before from this pulpit, I believe animals can be some of our best spiritual teachers. And at least one of the early church teachers agreed. In the first centuries of the early church, Abba Xanthius, we don't have names like Xanthius anymore. Abba Xanthius, a desert father, said this, A dog is better than I am, for he has love and he does not judge. St. Francis of Assisi, the strange young man we celebrate with this strange blessing ritual today, fought hard against his society's sense of normal. He sang to the birds of the air and ministered to the lepers and the poor. The rich young man gave up his status and worked to rebuild his society. He saw the sun as his brother, the moon as his sister. He saw all of creation as fellow creature, relative. As I read this difficult gospel passage, I can't help but think of Francis. Jesus often had to contend with the ambitions of his disciples. He regularly overheard them as they argued. Who was going to run the temple when Jesus took over Jerusalem? Who was going to be the secretary of state or the secretary of the interior? Who was number one in Jesus' eyes? Could Jesus promise that one disciple would sit at his right and the other at his left hand? Human ambition was rife, just like it is today. Jesus often told his disciples, 
They didn't know what they were talking about. Become like little children, he'd say. The place of the disciple is not at the right hand of the host, but serving, sometimes thanklessly. Very few of Jesus' followers have ever taken the Lord seriously on this teaching. But Francis was one of them. He saw the wealth of the people he was related to. He saw the opulence of the church, and it made him uncomfortable. He wanted another way to live. So Francis served. He started by rebuilding a neglected little church. Then he started caring for the the lepers, the hungry, and those who were left behind in his society. And Francis understood something. When you look at the world with eyes for service, when you look at the world not asking, how can I be recognized, but instead, how can I be helpful, when you look at the world that way, you are looking at the world upside down. You see the world from a totally different perspective. This, I think more than anything, is what Jesus wanted for his followers, a different perspective. You don't have to be dogmatically religious. You don't have to be fixated on money or power. Life is bigger than those pursuits. Real joy can be found. You just have to let go, change your viewpoint, be of service. A dog is better than me because he loves without judgment. So much of our judgment, if we're honest, is a game of comparison. We judge others so that we can lift ourselves up. I know I do it all the time. I compare the car I drive, the house I live in, the success of my church to my neighbors. I'd say I compare clothes, but that's a little niche in my case. Clergy collars are pretty standard from one brand to the next. But in this way, animals can be good spiritual teachers. Our dog, Oscar, he doesn't really care whether I buy him a name brand chew toy. Some of you know that I'm a Frisbee player. When Oscar was new to us, I bought him a few fancy dog frisbees. He'd catch them once or twice, but then he'd get bored. Drove me crazy. What drove me more crazy was that he couldn't get enough of sticks. I wanted to play with the fun frisbee. All he wanted was the regular old grows on trees, free as a bird sticks. He loves them, can't get enough. He loves without judgment. And there's freedom there. We often talk about salvation in church. Sometimes that sounds pretty pie in the sky to me. I sometimes wonder if Jesus offers salvation in the here and now. I wonder if our happiness, I wonder if the health of our society and the health of our planet, I wonder if all of that would improve if we could learn to love without judgment. If we could see the world from a different perspective, like Francis did, like Jesus did, if we could be even just a little more the people our pets think we are. Amen.